Leaping forward bionically. Truck Jules. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have some familiar faces and some new friends joining us for this fantastic fiasco of philosophical. Shice. I was so close. You were. Almost had it. I was getting there. But now in the house, we have Shayna. Jay Palapal. Hello. And joining us from the Electric Sisterhood podcast and a new venture on the horizon, we have Panda or Amanda, whichever. <laughs> we'll just go Amanda. That's fine. Amanda Panda Bobana, welcome to the Geek Down. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to finally be here. Oh, you are going to regret that in a minute. We have some <laughs> interesting topics to talk about so today. Much. We are talking about the new Shaft, starring Sam Jackson, Richard Roundtree, and uh, uh, Jesse Usher. This dude, who I don't recall seeing him in too much that I've liked mm. and we're gonna add Shaft to the list yeah <laughs> um but now we'll get to that in just a few also we're talking about the new Kamel Nanjiani and uh Dave Batista vehicle see what it is <laughs> vehicle <laughs> car yeah I got yeah. it uh Stuber um, oh now I get this so, um, yeah. yeah also we're talking about Men in Black International bringing back Thor and the Valkyrie I mean, the actors that played yeah, Thor and the Falcon. I feel like you gave it far more appeal than the actual movie did. You know what? Don't tip your head, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we couldn't let you go without X-Men Dark Phoenix. This is the um, the final chapter in the... The um, Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. I apologize profusely for what y'all about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, get ready for a wild ride, y'all. First of all, who got to see Shaft in the house? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I watched the old one. What's the old? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kicking the theme. Who's the private dick with a man? I don't know. I don't even remember what he said. Who's the? Who's the? Who's yeah. the man? Who's the private dick who gets all the shit? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hate. I gotta hate. All right. It's okay, I can dig it. <laughs> Alright, the new Shaft movie in 2019 is the um, continuation of the Shaft movie from 2000. Mm -hmm. um, it's a long time in between sequels. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was also a, supposedly back at the time, um, sequel slash spiritual successor slash reboot slash unrelated yeah. property they, they to the original like Richard Roundtree Shaft. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah everything yeah. was everything was real, like touchy. Ah, okay, no, maybe it's this, but maybe it's this, but maybe it's this. And Let's then, just wait to and see. And then Samuel yeah. Jackson got then, busy doing Marvel. <laughs> uh, actually, was this after? This was after his Pulp Fiction juice, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, that was a huge like career like invigorator. For yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people didn't really know who he was until that more. I knew who he was because I watched a lot of Spike Lee movies growing yeah. up, mm -hmm. and he is in every single one. Mm -hmm. He's come a long way since Gator. Mm -hmm. I'll say that much. Yes, he has. But um, um, actually, my, my favorite was uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I almost, yeah. I almost said Lethal Weapon because <laughs> it was originally a Lethal Weapon yeah, script and it got like that. But it was not a Lethal Weapon movie. Sam Jackson played um, the... I don't kind want to of, call him a sidekick. But yeah. Kind of mean, it was, like, it was kind of like a buddy cop thing with him and Bruce Willis. And yeah. they were yeah. all solving the mystery things, the, yeah. the puzzles, whatever. Bloody cop, except one's not a cop, and they're solving mysteries, but one doesn't really want to be there, and then he just wanted to get <laughs> Oh my god, this kind of sounds home. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, now we have Shaft, which is the 
Um, direct sequel to 2000 Shaft, starring Samuel L. Jackson as Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft's uncle, um, mm -hmm. nephew. No, that's where they got the whole, well, we can, it's kind of a sequel, but maybe if we don't want it to be a sequel, it didn't have to be. It's a reboot, you see? That, that's where yeah. they got that from. Got it. It's a soft reboot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's some hot garbage. Hot um, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? like, is anything with Sam Jackson ever really that much garbage? You know, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, I never feel like he's well, you take... the garbage. It's never him. Yeah, well, no, no, he's, he's the hot. He's, he's not the yeah, garbage. Right. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, he's... <laughs> You take that many jobs, they're not all going to be not garbage. Yeah. Right. He's I mean, pretty he good on A couple of those are just for checks. We've all been yeah. there. And yeah. he will be the first to admit that, too. For yep. checks, for favors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I can't knock his hustle. It, it may no. seem like I'm being cynical about you know, uh, his, his career and stuff, but no, I, I actually respect his catalog, mm -hmm. good and bad. Um, and he's in this. He is all over this mother. In fact, I feel that at some point it stops being... Uh, Jesse Usher's movie and starts being Sam Jackson's for a while. Yep. You know, Isn't that what happened with Captain Marvel? Yes, actually. Which is a damn shame because that yeah. was supposed to be like this powerful feminist thing. I, you know what I think the problem is is because he is such a strong screen presence, it's mm -hmm. hard not to pay attention to. He's just a black hole in cinema. Like, pardon my, pardon my, not a bad way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you have to have something just as powerful as he is to be able to counter. And if you don't have it, your movie's going to fail for it. And that's mm -hmm. what kind of happened with Captain Marvel. All right. Well, the story here with um, young Sha Shaft Jr., yeah. as he's actually known in this one, is uh, just, um, Jesse Usher playing the third in line of John Shaft. But he's not like his uh, his grandfather or his dad now in this one not like granduncle but his actual father uh, he's not the badass you know going through the streets and the, you know slick jacket and asking questions and getting answers and results he's an analyst for the FBI and this is how he's contributing because he's you know got kind of uh, I don't know these really uh, uh, um, uh, nervous attitudes and such he's and got neuroses. mannerisms and yeah. such yeah but you know what. It doesn't stop him from getting the job done. As we see when, you know, someone slights him and he's like, yeah, you pencil neck mother... Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, that was uncalled for, sir. I think a strongly worded letter... Was ah! <laughs> and when he's slighted, well, it's like, yeah. well, then, it's the time to do my stuff. And then he gets his. But he gets his by, like, going online and doing yeah. stuff to, you know... I mean, it, it was, it was, it's a cool scene and it illustrates well what kind of character this is. Yeah. But it also shows that this is a very different dude from the Shaft. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was trying to. Yeah. From the moniker, from the right. from the legend yeah, that yeah. we've come that we've come to know. Yeah, so I think that was meant to illustrate. You have to like, like, um, distance yourself from those initial impressions, mm -hmm. which would be fine, except those fools are in the movie. So yeah. And it's called Shaft. You, you, you <laughs> got, you were there for a reason. Yeah, it seemed like in the trailers they're in a lot of the movie. Yeah, they are. Yes, so they are. yeah, if this was a passing the torch situation, mm. well, maybe mm. it's a combating the past okay. with the present. Type maybe of deal. it's just me. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed like almost every movie that's come out lately that's supposed to be like passing the torch? It's like passing it, but nah, not really. Yeah, like it's like here, but nah, we're gonna. It's like we'll give you, you, know, this, we'll give you this B roll bad guy. Guy, but like we here just in case yeah like let me know yeah. when you need to tag like, in everybody like like it's just it's just they'll get right to the edge and i'm like oh no we got back up a little bit yeah. back up back up no back it's, up, a, back it's up. a it's a hackneyed plot point Ooh, there's still movie. some money in this franchise yeah. so we're not gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> what money was there left in chef <laughs> <laughs> i'm not 
not talking Shaft, but I'm just like, talking it's the other. The Superfly reboot didn't make any money either, no. so I don't understand. I don't even understand. Yeah, well, you know, you know what's messed up about that is that's one where they actually like they had they had the name, mm-hmm. but they didn't harp on like the old Superfly movie. Probably, I mean, franchise, the one probably, movie from probably Forever best Girl. they yeah. don't honestly. Well, I they did it was something. Weird. They were gonna reboot it at all. Yeah. Well, they like, did something new with it. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, where's the Superfly, a drug dealing pimp? Like, is that? Yes, he is. That's what we gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Like, yes, I maintain Pusha Man is still one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. in like the whole world, but um. Yeah, no, don't 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 judge the movie by the soundtrack. We've we've yeah we've oh. we've been hurt too much by that. Like, McCall like, Bullworth and my album. Uh, like, I gotta see this. Woo! You this, can divorce any Black Exploitation movie from the soundtrack and get a great soundtrack. The soundtracks are always just they slap. I'm gonna put up a clip real quick. If anyone doesn't know the movie I just mentioned, Bullworth is a movie that came out in the '90s. It was bad. We didn't know a damn thing about what the movie was about. We just know they released the soundtrack of like every hot MC and R and B singer yeah. Time oh, yeah. and got some of the best jams of that era and I'm like, I've got to see this movie and when I see the movie you have uh, uh Warren Beatty as a politician rapping. Yeah. Oh my just to say soundtrack full of hurt you. Bullworth? Yeah, like I th- I th- I think either that shot. I just don't remember no, like how I, it ended. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It, maybe well, I know I watched it. I owned the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I had the VHS, so I know I watched it. <laughs> I hope it's like home still shrink wrapped as just a, a reminder. Yeah, that's you know never again. This existed. Yeah. I mean, I watched a lot of terrible movies. I'm, I'm not that's, that that's, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey. All right, but um, uh, Jesse Usher plays the third in line of Shafts, and when uh, his friend turns up dead, he turns to, well, he reintroduces his dad to his life, who's been out of it for the for almost the entirety of it. How come these yeah. badass dudes are always terrible fathers? Well, this is, this is a situation <laughs> where yeah. he's a terrible father. I think that's Despite totally... trying to be a really good father. Yeah, they explain it a little bit. Yeah. That, yep. like, his, his family was getting caught in the crossfire of his oh, so Shaftness. And yeah. then uh, and that so, piece of so, luggage so, that so, always gets uh, left right. unpacked. They're always yeah. like divorced from their family. Yeah. <laughs> the kids well, don't talk to them. Mom and son like for, their own, for their the own like safety yeah. had to had to you know vacate the premises. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he tried to at least be uh, a part of his son's life, and he sent him gifts and on birthdays and such. But he's also the the Sam Jackson shaft. So those gifts are like when he's ten, I want my son to be prepared, so I send him Magnum condoms for his birthday. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that was yeah. so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it at first because I was like some of the the jokes are funny. Yeah. Like he said, you, you know, know, some of the gifts he gives to his kid like over the Christmases, he sends him a box of porno mags <laughs> yeah. when he's like eighteen or something like that. And he opens them <laughs> Wait, with the he worst sends time. the condoms at ten, but the porn at eighteen. Yeah. Well, you gotta space out the lessons. That's, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're teaching backwards. we're teaching the order wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like yeah. not, oh not I said get masturbation three of five first. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> But then at some point it just got too funny and like started forgetting about like the plot really. Yeah, and, like, I, I was aware of that, man. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like at some point, yo, this is, this is still Shaft, right? We're yeah. walking to the wrong theater. So you didn't hear no yeah. Shaft? Not no. really. I don't think so. I think they used like a remix or something on the yeah. end credits. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Isaac Hayes. Just... No, no, no. There, Isaac there, Hayes. there was a there was a decent soundtrack to this. They really tried to push the tracks. And... That was one of the good parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those you know, good parts are the comedy parts, the action movie in this is like it's an after after yeah you know? it's just like you when you get the action oh yeah no sam jack in the door and then grab the guy by the head and it does some stuff and now we're back to a comedy movie for 20 minutes 
Yeah, mm. and then back. To, and so it sounds like a, it had a tonal problem. Yes, yeah. very it much. It sounds very like, uneven. Like the violence is very violent, like, mm. relatively and then very the violent. Yeah, really yeah. 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 It, it's, it's not gory so, violence. Yeah, like, it's like raw. Like, it's like sudden, someone, and then so there's like headshots, like and it's like yeah. yeah, like it's not super slapsticky, but like yeah, it's if um if the Three Stooges type comp type uh slapstick had ramifications. Like you watch, the bone gets broken, we're not done here. Another yeah. bone gets broken, mm, no, we're not done here. Another yeah. bone gets broken, God damn yeah. it! Yeah. Okay. yeah. I feel like this is an issue in like Hollywood a lot lately. Like they can't decide what they want thing, pro projects to be and they can't yeah. seem to like They have to put enough in there for everyone yes. to get butts and seats. Yeah, they're like, trying to please everybody. But that never works. No. no. The <laughs> movies of all time were not specifically Oh, we're gonna put all this stuff in to attract all these different people. That wasn't the thought process. They're like, here's a story. I like this story. Let's make this story as best as, as well as we yeah. can. I think and it's just a product those... of how we consume media these days. Like we have things readily available at the drop of a hat. So I could be sitting there in the movie watching this, and be like, oh, I really want to watch a cat video right now, and I could just look at a cat video. Yeah. But if you put a cat video in this movie, I'm more likely to look at that cat video in the movie. So this if movie I put it there, cat videos. I think <laughs> I would have. Had a different type of cat. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. So it like... starts. Uh, yeah. It was. It was balls to the wall with like the comedy. It was nth degree. Yeah. Um, and I can't hit on the performances, dude. Also, I mean, I realize our reaction is mm. where we're noticing all this, but the other people in the theater, I'm pretty sure they weren't there yeah. to see like a good action movie. They right. W people were laughing a lot and having fun. My yeah. girlfriend liked it. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, I, I, I guess they knew what they were going into, going, you know, what they were in for going in. Yeah. But it's just like, I, my main problem with this movie, and I had problems with it, is that it was called Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> if this yeah. didn't have the Shaft, um, like, franchise attached to it, this actually would have been a, just a, just a damn fun, you know, comedy action movie. I also yeah. feel like the trailers are very misleading then. Like, yeah. Like, they make it seem like this epic action movie three generations coming together taking down the bad guy yeah and that does not sound like that's what's happening no and again really. if that's not what's happening that's fine but don't don't advertise don't, that that's what yeah, it is yeah like don't, right. don't make me think that that's what i'm gonna see when I'm, that's not what i'm gonna see that's like showing me fluffy happy bunnies and then showing me watership down which is getting a remake yeah all right well um but jerry you gave um an overview impression yeah. What were what, what the high points for you, man? Cause... High points? Like, the humor, some of it works very well. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the beginning. And then there's, like, some points where it gets, like, weirdly homophobic. Which seems like... Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it was, like, a weird, like... I, it was meant to be, like, uh, you know, Sam Jackson's the tough shaft and, like, his his son's, like, soft or whatever. But it kind of came off as, like, you're like this because your mom raised you and shit like that. So it was, like... Oh. Yeah, so it was, like... A lot it, of it was also, like... Just, just, just making like random shots, like shots to the shots. Moms are hard. Yeah, it was like, part of me was like, okay, we're like midway through the movie. I'll withhold judgment. Maybe he'll learn something, or something, and it never comes back up. It's just how he treats his son, yeah. uh, and how his son, like his personality is, and it's like, uh, I don't, you know, it's unpleasant to think of uh, uh, Shaft that way, mm. you know, even though it's like a generational thing. But Richard Roundtree wasn't like that at all. No, <laughs> Richard Roundtree yeah. is is in this movie. He, yeah. he looked damn good too. Yeah. Like I'm. Very surprised. That man has not, has not mm, aged in the last 20 years. Well, last yeah. time I saw him, I, I, I'm trying to know what he was in, but he, he was in some TV show looking, like, kind of rough, and I guess it was just a good makeup job. Yeah. He's in this looking like, 
Yeah, no, like, it, like, it's, like, yeah, like it's been five years. He's he, had, since, he had the uh, suit pressed and he yeah. was ready. <laughs> He's looking better than Sam Jackson in this movie. Yeah, no, Sam. Had the cocoa he, butter, he, he, got all the age the difference is Six there. years. Six? Okay. Yeah. yeah. How in the hell is but, he his uncle? <laughs> uh, it, father, He's they recognized him, actually, yeah. He's his dad yeah. now. And they did address that in the movie. Yeah, yeah they have one line, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Shaft was so virile at six years old. This is like Lawrence Fishburne and Cuba Gooding Jr. all over again. Yeah. Uh, uh. These movies, honestly, you expect them to be like these corny, fun, mm. blah blah blahs. It's like, oh, there's some action, then you know, it's time to get serious. Oh, there's still a lot of goofy kind of so and so, and there's really a lot of ways to do that right. Mm. Uh, I even mentioned one of the movies, um, I'm gonna get you sucker. Yeah, that movie is like wall to wall. Like, no, tell me if I'm, if I'm, if I'm right or wrong. No, I think it right. wants to be an action movie, but it's really a comedy, and the fact that it used the Shaft name was yeah. pure branding to me. I think I, I mentioned that afterwards. Right. Even. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt to me that like. The humor really stemmed from them not being comfortable doing a straight-ahead action movie. Mm. Like, they had the script for the action movie, but they were like, nah, this is stupid, let's just make fun of it the whole time, and then we'll put that out. Yeah, I'm like, don't make fun of Shaft! Yeah. This is Shaft! <laughs> yeah, so they, it just it struck me as, like, nervousness of, like, well, how do we do a Shaft movie in 2019? I don't know, let's just make it funny the whole way through. Yeah. Instead of, like, treating it like having, you know... They say that for dude, the Shaft. Um, yeah, no, we, we don't we don't say that about this Shaft. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? If it hadn't been called Shaft, I actually would be all about this. The fact that it was Shaft means that I went in with certain expectations. And even when I tried to put those aside, I just couldn't get there, you know? Yeah. And that, that does the movie a disservice, but it did that to itself. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, I didn't hate this movie. Same. You know? Um, so, believe it or not, I, I have to give it a thumbs up. No. Only because the thumbs down is specifically for bad movies. And this was not a bad movie. This was just a movie that it's dude, it's forgettable. Yeah. I mean, give it give it two weeks. I'll barely remember what this was about. I don't, I don't even remember now. the face of the girl that was like the main interest in there. And I thought they were gonna do some like, oh, she's in here and she's got issues with chat with uh with uh Sam Jackson's shaft misogyny yeah. and such. So there's gonna be like some some comeuppance and a reversal here. It's like nah. In no. fact, there's the direct scene where the second uh, uh young young cat homeboy pulls out a gun. You can like, you can hear. The thirst rising in her, you know? It's like <laughs> the director of this, which may explain some of the uh, stuff we actually saw, yeah. was um, Tim Story. Oh, if you don't know Tim Story, he's the guy who brought us Fantastic Four in and, 2005. And Ride Along, and Ride Along 2. And Ride Along, and Ride Along 2. And uh, Taxi. Um, You're not saying any really yeah. good movies here. No. Uh, ex exactly. Um, there's a correlation and, there. That's why I'm giving yeah, this one thumbs down. And Barbershop. Yeah. And oh, you know, I liked Barbershop. Like the uh, first uh, one. Barbershop as an action movie? No. no. Okay, then. Yeah. But right, it's a comedy, what? and I didn't. Yeah, it. but that's the thing. It's like I got, I, I, I got to give it a very soft thumbs up. Yeah. And only because thumbs down is for a bad movie, and I didn't sit there hating this. I was just disappointed, and this is not Shaft. Yeah. It doesn't suck, but it's not Shaft. Yeah. I feel like I'm giving it a thumbs down because I just I didn't think it was very good because it was just like all over the place. Some of it felt so retrograde in a bad way. Um. Yeah, and I'll give I'll, the one thing I'll give it credit for. Uh, Sam Jackson plays this movie with as much seriousness as he had in Snakes in the Plane. Like, that, <laughs> like just yeah. Sam Jackson turned to eleven, just yelling every line, selling everything with everything he's got. Yeah. Like that that helps a lot of it, but it's not enough for me. I still got to give it the thumbs down. All right, no, I don't. I don't blame him. He, he yeah. really felt like he was just like he knew what this was. Yeah. 
And it felt like he was watching himself and just, like, doing his own directed commentary. I'm like, damn, man. But, I mean, I feel like he usually does. Like, when he when he gets yeah. a script that isn't good, or if, when on set, he realizes stuff ain't going. Like, yeah, he's a smart he's, man. He knows. Yeah. yeah, he's still taking that paycheck. He, he's oh, been no. in the game long enough. He turned down nothing but his collar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me break down Stuber for y'all real quick, because this is... This I thought was let gonna me, be let me loosen uh, up. Yeah, gotta, 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 gotta get it limber. Um, I right. thought this was gonna be the movie where we got to see Kamel Nanjiani flex some acting chops. Yes, he's a comic, but uh, we've also seen him try to do uh, serious roles where uh, other folks were. You know, he's playing like he's playing secondary to other actors, and this was him at the forefront. He and Dave Bautista are pretty much like equal screen time stars in this. And I thought, okay, yeah, he's a comic, but this is a movie that has less of a direct comedy, more of a um, action comedy uh, uh, type of uh, a feel to it. You know, and the storyline is uh, Camille Nanjiani's an Uber driver. Dave Batiste is a uh, cop who commandeers his vehicle, and together they're going after uh, criminals and drug dealers and killers and such. It's so I'm like, like oh. the same plot as Taxi. <laughs> Kinda, sorta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a car. Um, More but so I thought, the TV show than the movie, but still. The TV Taxi. We're gonna see Danny DeVito. They made a TV show. Yeah. No, they made a TV show. The movie Taxi. Oh, the 2000. Really? Yeah. Huh? Well, damn. It only lasted a season. For, and, and uh, they should have made a story about the gay best friend, like they should have, like the gay best friend who used to be a commando and now he wears dresses. It's like, no, I want to hear his story. <laughs> he sounds more interesting. You know, I kind of want, I kind of want to see that too instead of Stuber. Um, too late, we already saw it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, Stuber, as I mentioned, Styles Command Anjiani, and I was thinking this would be him, like really bringing out like all the chops you know like we, we can really see what he's capable of and i gotta say nah he, no he gave the same performance he gives it everything wow. else i think it's really I mean, hard when you when you put someone who is highly niched in a particular subset mm -hmm. where he's highly great with improv you can let that man run yes, yeah and he will run but you have batista who gorgeous built rugged great but he's, he was too straight of a man. You need someone who can build off of that improv that Camille can do. Mm -hmm. And Bautista can't do it. And that's why he's running off on this stuff that's <laughs> funny. And you don't have that proper feed in. So some of his improv runs, while I appreciate them from a comedic standpoint, I'm like, this is going over so many people's heads because, you know, Bautista doesn't know how to improv correctly so he has no sounding words so no he so he's just talking to a, a wall it's a very <laughs> a very big wall like, i think people assume that um dave batista is a really good comedic actor because of um guardians of the galaxy yeah but that was the writing working. the writing did that for yeah, him yeah like <laughs> writing he had a good director mm. and what you call it he had a good supporting cast around him who were good at that kind of right. stuff to help you know guide him where necessary yeah i agree this may not have been that situation. Well, I don't want to take anything away from him directly because he can, like, act as a good sounding board. When you have bits that are centered around specifically, you're not going to get anything from him. Like, that, when that's the actual bit, that's the actual comedy you're going for, then he's perfect. Yeah. And yeah. Drax so, was So, like, Drax he's like the oblivious that. straight man. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and when, when that's the, you know, the aim you're going for, uh, when that's the gag, then he's perfect. But this is an entire movie supposedly built around that. 
and it's 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 not enough to carry a to carry a film, dude. I, I felt the premise was was very wafer paper thin. Mm. You know, oh, because wait, 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 can we work down, break down the full premise? Yeah, let's let's do that, yeah. shall we? Okay. And I mean, granted, this is me like looking at the promotional where you know you see Batista, you mm. see a pity dog, and you see Camille <laughs> in a car. And oh. I mean, as you're wa- and as I'm seeing this promotional ad, I'm like, okay, I'm like, he's a cop, right? And he's in this car. I'm like, why why can't he drive? Like they don't give you, and they don't allude to the reason why he has to commandeer an Uber. Mm. Like I'm like, oh, is he like shot in the leg and he just happens to call an Uber? Like they don't give you any of that. And uh, Batista's character had a partner <laughs> who is um, Nebula, because mm-hmm. you know, let's grab everyone who's no longer aboard the Marvel train <laughs> and I throw mean, them in the movie. Same thing with all the Game of Thrones up. actors. You're yeah, seeing them yeah, all you're seeing the them everywhere now. They're all, they're all just in the room together. Why don't we just film another thing? Well, they're all together. But he has a partner. They're going after a dude. And he has his glasses on because he's pretty much like a happy cop dad. Like, he has his partner. He banters. Stuff goes down. His glasses get knocked off. He's not able to subdue the bad guy. And the bad guy kills his partner. So now he's rough and rugged. And I don't care. And emotions are bad. And masculinity is... You know, and... And like he's like, I have to avenge my partner, and also I should probably get LASIK because my eyes suck. Uh, and like that's what <laughs> I mean. I feel like you should have thought about that before. <laughs> like I'm surprised they didn't say, hey, you should get LASIK before you like are a cop, <laughs> right? Or, or you need one of those stretchy sports bands to keep right. your glasses from falling off. Like it's so simple. But I mean, that's the whole premise. Is <laughs> so Baltista's character gets LASIK. Mm-hmm. And for two days, literally for 48 hours, he's not able to see. And, and that's when he happens to get the tip, tip. of yeah. the guy he's been chasing right. for 10 years. The big bust is going down, and now's the only time you can grab him. So you have Bulky Magoo <laughs> trying to solve a Scooby-Doo mystery with Shaggy, yeah. who's driving a car. Like, that's what you kind of have going on. Oh, no. And, yeah. like, I, I kind of want to see what that movie would be like. You know, I would yeah. too. I don't think... That's what actually this ve- this vehicle was not this, was... this wasn't it mm-hmm. and I mean like some of the comedic timing and punching was was very there yeah like I, I, some I, I, of these I, I, some I, I, of these I, jokes I, I, hit and they hit hard and you're like oh like guttural laugh mm-hmm. but then some of them just did not yeah didn't even get off the tarmac like they did not even ramp up and it was kind of sad because like you could see that there was effort in that um, I also kind of felt like there was a lot of actors in this movie that were completely underutilized. You have Mira Sorvino, mm. you know, as like the head of his like branch who, you know, you can definitely tell something's up with her, but like you can see it and you think everyone else should be able to see it, but like no one seems to see it. <laughs> no one sees it. And the thing is, I thought that they were going to do, well, you know, he can't really see, but they have him at a desk now, so maybe that's just because he's like the pity hire they keep on because he's... You know, he's a veteran, and he's been there for a long time, and, you know, there's no reason they should fire this cop when he's, like, two months away from retirement or whatnot. <laughs> you know, maybe they have friends. Maybe they slept together one time. You know, who knows where, like, her kind of stilted uh, reactions are coming from, and I felt like, yeah, no, she's probably going to fire him when he messes up this case, but, you know, we can't tip the hand. Something, right. anything that makes sense when we find out why, like, in actuality, no, it's just, but, but, and, and I always thought she was always a very, very strong actress. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're going to give us a little something and, and then we're going to speculate. And they don't even really give that. They kind of dump it in the last third and you're like, really? <laughs> like you couldn't, you couldn't have like gave me butter for that bread. You're just going to make me swallow that with no water either. Damn. Okay. It's sure. Dry. Yeah, it's dry. dry. It's absolutely dry. dry. And once again, you have, you have Karen Gillan right off of, you know, uh, Avengers and I'm like, and you give her 
maybe eight minutes in the first half of your movie. I'm like, and she's got so much, so much stronger chops. Like she could have. It's too bad that they they made her like his his cripple, his like Achilles heel to kind of motivate his like I have to avenge. Like it's sad. Like it's too bad they didn't put her somewhere else. Like yeah, I would have actually. I won't, and I won't hate on it. Too. I liked her in this movie. I was. Really I was hoping looking forward to see more. more of that. And yeah, no. And then yeah, the people are in and out really quick. Just, but the biggest one, which gets me, because I liked the Uber comedy. The comedy involving like Uber itself. Yeah. I don't know if they were sponsored or if this was just an idea <laughs> that they used. I think they could have utilized probably... it more too. On top of that, like a yeah, with, they, a, with a movie like Stuber. And it's like a you know a traveling movie. I don't know why they didn't do like while they're going from place to place, like have a map, have a car, and like yeah. see the number. So like we see how much that total is going to be by the end, but but he clearly <laughs> can't see it. Like that would have been kind of funny, but they they yeah. totally didn't utilize the 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 car aspect of a movie about a driving car service. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Because when they did when they did bring it in, I was like, oh what, oh that's a thing that happened. No, she went. In. No, it's a gag. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then. We got back to the movie. But now we're back to the Uber. Oh, I'm having a good time again. And then we're back to the movie. Oh. And then because we're completely PC and we have to be aware that we need to have a moment where we talk about toxic masculinity and what being a man is now and yeah. have, have them have like a meeting of the minds while also fighting in a store, like a dick sporting good store. Okay, I, I'm, I, the, the the sporting good fight. I was I was actually I was actually I, really enjoying that. I, that was it, it tickled my haha. I hawed a lot. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, they're gonna meet. They're gonna meet in the middle and have this moment." But like, I get you, man. I get you, man. And like, it was gonna be great. But then but they then kind he... of ran it down. Like they ran a horse to glue. Like it kept coming back up after that. And they kind <laughs> of oh, made it like yeah. a gag to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "This could have been the scene." Mm -hmm. And you, 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 you finished you, it and moved on. And you killed it. You yeah. you kind of killed it by repetition, which was kind of sad. Which yeah. is something you see a lot, a lot well, right now. That that that's the thing that I have to really call well, out in this movie because the whole thing is. We're given the premise. The cop needs the Uber. Okay, cool. We're given us a, a, a B plot. Um, Kamel has to get to his roommate slash uh, co side booty call um, that he loved all of his life, and like she really doesn't want any of that. But she yeah. just got broken up, so like she's ready to hit whatever. <laughs> So, so like, like, he needs to get there to get into the warm spot. This doesn't sound like the B-plot of the movie that you're describing. Oh, man! And it, seems, <laughs> and it seems like every time they've gotten, like, a clue towards the big thing, all of a sudden she calls, and yep. she's like, Camille, where are you? No, no, her, her calls are more like, Camille, it's drying up, get here quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have Harry Met Sally on, and I have Pinot Grige. Yeah, it's, it's oh, just like the timing Lord. on this is And the sad thing is, the woman they have clue. for... She wants it some more. Yeah. And the woman they have for his girlfriend was the leading glow. Betty, um, I think her name's like Gillen. Last name's Gilpin, like yeah. Gilpin. Yeah. And I'm like, she is so good. Yeah. You literally, you're paying her to do what? <laughs> Sit on a phone? Yes. Hey, and hey, pretend hey, to cry? Hey, 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 let's not, let's not downplay that. Sit on a phone and then gyrate, spread her legs wide open and take that selfie. Woo! Like, you missing? Like, it was, Aww. I'm like... She literally learned how to professionally wrestle for glow. <laughs> like she could, she yeah. could do something far more than Camille could possibly in this oh, situation. Uh, that's why she was so flexible on that scene. Um, but uh, it hurt me a little bit. They definitely underutilized their cast. They had so much more potential. So I'm yeah. hoping yeah. they will step it up. The comedy was on point. The yeah. Rest of the story really. Oh man, and some work. of those, some of those scenes with violence. There was definitely like one or two scenes of like ultra violence. That yeah. one you're not anticipating to come out of this movie, <laughs> and like when it happens you're just like 
oh reaction yeah. just permeates <laughs> through the whole body. I've, I've gained a whole new respect for sriracha sauce. Mm. I wish they had done more in there. That like they only had like cool. that would have been cool. Yeah, they had a fight in a sriracha like manufacturing, <laughs> yeah. and as they run through the first bit, like they get some in the face, so like it's hot, it's hot, and I'm like, okay, well there should be more instances of like you guys are like in a hot sauce factory. Yeah. There's there's more going on here, and like, like they got hot sauce in there face like there should be like so many other things happening to their body <laughs> like, yeah. like their eyes should be bleeding literally right especially right after LASIK <laughs> exactly yeah, and like and, and the whole time like as the movie's progressing like he's looking at this card because the doctor's like as soon as you can see that bottom row like you're good to go yeah, so that like, was he's constantly ah. it's like uh, yeah okay constantly trying to refocus your eyes is not going to help them no and then hey let me take this gun because I have to go shoot some bad guys in the back of this car when I literally can't see and then all of a sudden magically it clears up and he's like I can see it's like you should be shooting then don't tell me you can see <laughs> I'll see it if you hit them I you see, have give your me a hug while bullets are flying so I mean I definitely think that the comedy is definitely there mm -hmm. absolutely if they can rework it I think it will be an okay movie. Like, if I saw this on HBO on a Sunday and I had nothing better to do, depending on where I landed in the movie, I'd continue to watch through it. There's so many qualifiers. <laughs> there are. It's, it's like, like, if, if it's, it's like a Sunday and I'm Sunday. doing laundry and I'm not eating Cheetos, then I'll watch the whole yeah. movie. <laughs> and it comes in before the 45-minute marker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If no, retrograde, if my, if my cat hasn't had its third nap yet. Like, I want And I want them to do more with the dog because they have the dog on, mm -hmm. the, on the poster and I'm like, okay, you're trying to appeal to me, John Wick. Has got this like formula. You know, put a dog in there. Make me think you're gonna do something to this dog, and then you got me. And then it's like we have this little incident with the dog, but then we never see the dog until the last third half of the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't put him in the middle third of your promotional ad if you're not gonna give me a storyline with your dog. It's not an important character. Right? Yeah. It's like, I was liking it, and then I immediately wasn't. I was liking yeah. it. I immediately they set wasn't the scene. Like you're like, ooh. It's like, ooh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. It's like I had to check my phone to make sure it's not January. <laughs> just because so, of the quality in movies. Yeah, so it's, just, it's just, it's just. It, I gotta give it a thumbs down, and and the, and what, what really hurts me here is it had such promise. You know, it's like for a ridiculous premise, I thought they were doing something interesting with it. You know, things like. Um, I mentioned Beverly Hills Cop. Ridiculous premise, but they got a good movie out of it. Right. I, I, I saw, yeah. you know, the, the earmarks of that level of mm. ridiculous premise, but good movie in this, and then they lost me. And dude, wasting Eco UA like that? That was such a... Oh, like, really? Yeah! Yeah, oh. yeah Eco UA Sorry. is the star, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, of the Raid Redemption. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm giving it a soft thumbs up. Okay. It's like, right. it's like a burger that's not thick enough for me, but like... It's got bread. There's like <laughs> there's some cheese on it. Like I just need you. To I need you to thicken the patty. I need you to thicken the story. Like I need the background of the big bad. Mm. Like I need. Like they kind of throw all that in the end. I'm like mm. I need to see that sprinkled further throughout the movie so I, I can see that oh this is what the reveal is going to be even though they don't get it in the in the universe. Mm -hmm. I just needed I needed the characters to be a little bit more fleshed out and like I wish they had given us more time to really understand why Bautista was such like a hard ass like. Mm -hmm. Okay, you lost your partner. We we've seen movies where this has happened, and we've seen that mm -hmm. mental toll, and you don't see that here. It's already been established, so like we've kind of come in after the fact. Mm. And I'm like, I kind of want the origin of that a little bit. I want to see you pull away from your family because there was like a C plot line with him like not being able to communi communi communicate with the, with his family, yeah. and like they kept shoehorning sho that part in. And I'm like, if this is supposed to be important to the toxic masculinity line, we should be seeing more of it. 
Like, the burger just isn't thick enough. If you thicken the burger, I would potentially bite it again. But it's not there yet. It needs to stay in this test kitchen a little bit longer. All right. Now. I can't tell I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to talk about Men in Black International. Yes. I'm going to get over to Shayna. Uh, oh, it's my turn. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, Tell okay. us about that flick. So, Men in Black International is a Don't let you technically a small a soft reboot, but the other Men in Black movies did happen. It's not that they're discounting it; it's just like almost none of those characters come up. Well, at least, not, not at least human. not human characters. A couple of the aliens from yeah. the original franchise are in it, like the worms and Frank the Pup. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no Balchinian. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I will say that the aliens might have better designs in this one oh. than in the previous ones. Yeah, I do okay. notice that the effects, I mean, granted, it has been 20 plus years since the first Men in Black, so naturally effects technology yeah, it's has advanced, yeah. but um, like, it looks like they took more time in actually diversifying the different alien types. It's not just, well, this one has tentacles, well, this one also has tentacles, and here over here, tentacles it's like <laughs> no they, they got they got creative yes definitely um like there's this one alien who can slow down time and so how like does when she, chris, and how does she use this when chris helmsworth first walks into the i am <laughs> into the men when, in black offices she slow-mos him uh, <laughs> and she's just checking him out in slow motion and then she rewinds it and checks him out again <laughs> Um, so essentially Tessa Thompson plays a young woman named Molly. Molly, when she was a child, came across an illegal an illegal alien. Oh. Hiding from the men black. And her parents get neuralized, but she doesn't. She remembers meeting the alien. And she spends her entire um the next twenty years of her life trying to find the men in black. That she wants to join. Yeah, she knows what's going on. Right. Yeah, like, like yeah. first she tries going through like government channels. Like she like essentially qualifies for the CIA. The um. Yeah, can we talk about that too? Yeah, like the movie, and like she, she was she, like she qualifies for CIA, FBI, NSA. Yeah, and they're um, like just pick what department you want. We want you in. Like, <laughs> when they I want the one with the aliens. Like yeah, when they didn't offer her that, she was like yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And so she ends up being like a tech support person. Yeah, this is how she infiltrates and how we get the start of the story of Agent M. And this whole movie is supposed to be, um, an, a, the, a, the, I guess, the further adventures of the Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, with Agent M and Chris Hemsworth as Agent H, H at the forefront. We learn where Molly comes from, and later on in the movie, we learn Chris Hemsworth, who was this big MIB hero, and is now a guy who's just kind of jaded the job. And you know, he drinks a bit. You know, his fr- he's seen friends die, he's seen people pass in and pass out, and now he's, he's just he's an MIB agent. He's taking his job seriously. Yeah, he's, he's he's the dude where she's like, yeah, I'm an MIB. Oh, so he's so thing. he's fat Thor after he lost a few pounds and still manages to come into the office. Pretty much. Yes. And <laughs> I thought I thought that was an interesting, he's interesting, back um, an interesting <laughs> approach to this because. We've seen this is Men in Black. This is technically, technically, this is Men in Black Four. Mm-hmm. So we've seen the new agent be introduced to the Men in Black. We've seen the season agent operate within Men in Black. We've seen, well, you know, we got to save Men in Black itself. What are we gonna do now? They've got some interesting ground to cover. Let's see where they go from MIB Four, and they go right back to kind of each of those storylines. Where it's but like they just they just throw them all into time. one movie. We've got the new agent now learning the ropes. We've got the old agent, you know, finding a new and new invigoration for the job. And we've got, I mean, pick a lane, you know. 
Oh, honestly, the I hated one... the second one mostly because they took away Tommy Lee Jones' happy ending from the first one. <laughs> yeah. Like, that bugged me, like, in my core. I was like, no, you did this whole thing about yeah, him being dude. job-weary and ready to retire and wanting to have a happy life, and you just take it away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. You think you're before... getting out, and you get erased, and then they bring you back yeah. in. Like, I was really hoping that the, the, um, the Undertaker chick from the first movie was still going to be in. Yeah. yeah. And they were going to yeah. see her and Will Smith character, but then she was gone. And I was just like, mm. felt the exact same. And way. Then apparently he's just off neuralizing partner after partner, and I'm yeah. just like, isn't that a violation? <laughs> like, who gave you firing <laughs> um, authority? Yeah, no, you won't work. You yeah. don't work. Yeah. You fired. Yeah, he didn't have that authority. You're right. <laughs> Where's <laughs> HR? Where's MIB <laughs> HR? <Right? laughs> oh. Misabuse of power. People. Like who gives you that right? Well, okay. After after having just pl- clear and I think very justified beef with MIB with Men in Black Two, it actually won me over again with Men in Black Three. It was this really well done, really sincere, uh, like well written, which no one expected from a third movie and something you know, very yeah. true. A movie that actually yo made a brother kind of tear up towards the end there. You know, it was like it was, I didn't like was, the Pitbull song. Though. Caught me. Uh, well, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> We don't talk about the soundtracks. We mentioned that. Yeah. Well, but the first one but had fir- a great soundtrack. The first one. This yeah. is two movies late. Should just kept using that same song. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. no. You know what? You know why that was a hit? That was a hit because they used the whole puffy technique. Yeah. P Diddy, where it's like, wait, we'll take an old song and we'll make it like the future, and they just happen to find a song. Like that, it, that original song. I, I, mean, I feel like you can do song. that with a lot of songs, but yeah, no. The original song that the old school Men in Black theme was um, was based off of was a song called, uh, uh, called Forget Me Nots. Mm-hmm. It was like, send them forget me nots to help you to remember, you know, or some variation of that. Yeah. And it just it just worked, you know. Look at that subtlety. That artistry. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it in our movies today? I mean, but then again, well, I don't understand the song from the second movie. Yeah, Naga Head is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, good. Uh, like they don't do anything new with it, you know. Here's what here's what bummed me out. I loved that we saw so much of the MIB tech. Like no, that was dope. That was kind of but the fact that that was used in a lot of similar scenes from the previous one. Like like when they showed the noisy cricket, like that yeah. was that was fan service. This does sound I'm like good. so far this all seems really this seems like a contained story. I'm like, where does the international come in? That's yeah, that's yeah. Well, Okay, the international comes in when Tessa Thompson, um, Molly, uh, she finds the MIB HQ in New yeah. York. But we don't have any crises going on here now because you know we got our stuff on we got our our, our game is tight. But MIB London is having a situation. We're sending you there right now. Okay. And this is your probationary mission. Yeah, they but, have but, a high-speed train that goes from New York to London. Yes, we get to yeah. see some Why of that MIB Why don't we have MIB that technology tech. in reality right now? I'm saying. Yeah, we're too busy building walls. We can't walls. even get a, ha- we <laughs> get a high-speed <laughs> train to <laughs> the U.S. Trying to raise the money. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a GoFundMe. Get a high-speed train rail that goes across the U.S. Oh, my and gosh. We get a hint of um, the worldwide reach uh, I mean, universe-wide, really. They, they but on this planet, worldwide, they hinted to it, but we and never like saw any of it. the second movie, remember with the Michael Jackson cameo? Yeah. He was like, I Wait, could be Agent M. And we were like, oh. It all means so You got somebody else now. <laughs> Overseas, we meet Agent C, Agent H, Agent IT, who runs MIB London. Huh. Mm, high T. Oh, is it high T? It's high T. The whole movie I heard IT like. Yeah. I, guess he was, I, I guess he was a technical I mean, London T, I get, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I get it. I, yeah. 
I got it's like MI6. Same thing. Like, I thought the first time they said it, I was like, did they say IT? But then, I, yeah. but then later when they said it again, I was like, no, he's saying IT. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I thought his story was going to be like hers. You know, he was a tech wizard that worked his way into MIB. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's, he's IT because it's a uh, ha uh, And no, freaking Liam Neeson, y'all. So Yo, it's yeah, like, Liam no, Neeson no, he didn't, he didn't tech with his way office. in here. He, you know, someone, some alien kidnapped his daughter. We're, we're going to see how he gets in there with Taken 6 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, London story is... Uh, Molly's going there to investigate an intergalactic diplomat slash scumbag safe. <laughs> and then when he gets murdered, everything goes straight to hell. And that's the yeah. problem London is having. Now... Oh, murder. Dude, I w- yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I, w- I was actually... By the I was, twins, no less. Well, I was... Uh, no. No, I'm not even joking. The less twins are in this, and they play, like, <laughs> unstoppable assassins. All right. You know what? I didn't hate this, but I've got, I definitely got my beef with it, you know? Um, I like that we saw the, the Men in Black tech. That was one of my main beefs with the uh, previous movies, where it's like, y'all show me a lot of like, you know, shiny plastic things. Let's see them in action. It's relying on Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson. So like, Which okay, cool. I will say they have really good on-screen cam- chemistry. Like, mm. they work well off each other. Mm. I will say the movie's a little slow in the humor department in the beginning, mm. but towards the end, it kicks up a little bit because I definitely felt like I laughed more towards the end than in the beginning. Uh, believe me, I gotta, I gotta agree with, I gotta disagree with you. I didn't think they had as strong chemistry as I think you did. I like, I like them working because. You know why? Because I'm already used to seeing them work off each other, and I really enjoyed them. And yes. the Ragnarok and, and Endgame, like, them working together mm-hmm. worked. So Chris Helmsworth, I feel like people now know, especially after he did Thor Ragnarok, they're like, oh, he's funny, so let's actually put him in comedies. I mean, I'd actually say you can take it a step back, because I think we saw some comedic um, nuance from him, unfortunately, in the female Ghostbuster movie. All oh, right, man. Cool. Uh, yeah. What this comes down to is the effects Ooh, were dope, but the story I thought was weak. Um, I liked that they went out of the bounds of just MIB USA, and we saw MIB in other countries and stuff. But that's not really enough to carry a movie. The aliens were cool. The acting was not and I thought like they wasted some key people. I gotta give it a thumbs down. Uh, Shane? Well, I give it a thumbs up because I was entertained and literally this is a decent popcorn movie. Um, is it anything serious? No. Should you take it too serious? <laughs> no. Will it get an Oscar? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but, um, but I was entertained. It still felt like a Men in Black movie to me and Honestly, I hope it does better because the truth of the matter is it could really open a door for like a kind of, I hate to use the words expanded universe, (laughs) but Men in Black is one of those storylines that could support it because there is a whole lot of like the international aspect. You could go to different, um, different headquarters and what you call it and learn about the issue that they fit. You know, like it could be like, it definitely has potential to be interesting. The story was a little thin. Um, there was a really kick butt fight scene. T- well, to me, with Tessa Thompson and um, essentially a three armed arms dealer. Which, <laughs> okay, I enjoyed that. <laughs> okay, that part was that part was funny, but I thought she was. I, believe it or not, I thought she was one of those ones that they just kind of like threw in unnecessarily. I like the scene. I know. Like they mentioned her earlier, so I was like, I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if we're gonna see her later. Oh, we are. Okay. Um, I actually kind of expected her to look different, though. I won't lie. I expected the arms dealer to look more alien than she did. You know, you know what she looked like. Did you ever watch that MTV? Um, not MTV. That um, Nickelodeon show. Space cases. Space cases. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I love that show. Yeah, she looked like um. Oh, what's the girl that played Kaylee on Firefly? 
Um, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. The girl about from there. Saturn? Yeah. Because she had the rings. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's who I was thinking of when I saw the arms dealer in, in, in Men in Black International. All right, Men in Black International, we're mixed on it. I give it a thumbs down. It, everybody Shana. seems to be, though. Yeah. Yeah. We've been mixed on every movie that we did today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a decent piece of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think it still has entertainment value. I think it was entertaining, but not enough to go, like, pay money to sit there well, and yeah, experience it. Granted, but my thing is, is that people are caring less about the theater experience. Yeah. So, like, to get butts in the seats, you really, really gotta come with your A-game. Mm. And to keep butts in the seats, yeah. you really gotta come in with your A-game. And speaking of movies that come with its A-game, oh let's talk God. about Dark let's, Phoenix, Let's y'all. talk about this kind of movie <laughs> so that I would have gotten up before the half hour on was, um, to, oh, first half hour was over so I could get my refund. I don't know, like, yeah, no, this is garbage. I want my money back. Oh, it's garbage! <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, I mean, yeah and I, we're talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix. This is the um, the final chapter. It is. In, and uh, what the a, X-Men, in the Fox, in Fox's X-Men What a X-Men sad, universe. lame whimper to go out on. After the events of X-Men Apocalypse. Which doesn't make sense because Apocalypse should have been the end, but whatever. Yeah, but now they've been accepted (laughs) into society, you know? The world sees them as heroes. Professor X is off giving speeches and TED Talks, and everything is going right with them. I have an issue with that. Except you don't like uniforms. (laughs) Because they set it up in Apocalypse that they got individual ones. Like, we would have saw, like, in the 90s X-Men show. Like, Jubilee and her yellow coat. their own... Her style. If you look at the end, that last shot Mm -hmm. of Age of Apocalypse, you showed all of the the team you're now working with Mm -hmm. all formed together in the danger room in their individually designed outfits. You know what? I would. I wish they had done that then, because I would be perfectly like, okay with at some point in this movie, considering the storyline they're trying to tell. We just start seeing uh, Jean Grey walk around in like in like corsets and fishnets. I am down with this. How <laughs> dare y'all change up? But that was nonsensical. No, it just sets up everything am, that's nonsensical right, about this movie. I am movie. right there with you, but this was just a quick way to get this story out the door and like close the book on this, and you can feel it while you're watching this movie. The storyline is the X-Men, now accepted in society, are, well, they take on a mission to help uh, save some, uh, some astronauts that have somehow found themselves in just a complete I mean that is how the Phoenix saga starts in the comics so again seems all promising until someone read the third page (laughs) okay great yeah they they read no they read all the way to the sixth page that's as far as they got it's like all right let's do that scene we'll do this scene like it's nothing else the Phoenix saga (laughs) lasted for years so the fact that you have all this source material and you still can't pull it off yeah. It's really bad. I don't also, like they... I'm also of the mind that this could not have possibly been done in one movie. It's the 1990s. It's they shuttle in stress. X-Men are going to go fly up in the, uh, what you call it, Blackbird, save them. Things go wrong. Jean gets trapped out in space and, like, pelted with solar energies. Mm. Which, later you find out, is the Phoenix Force, and she ends up absorbing into her body. And by the time she they get back to Earth, she's not feeling quite herself. Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I know this is what happened in the comics. And up until this point, I'm like, on board. 
And then it all goes south. Oh, God, it goes so now, south. what this ends up being is kind of a hodgepodge of a few different X-Men stories that, that span a length of time that they're trying to compress into one movie. Which yeah. is perfectly fine if you don't have that knowledge of the comics. And even if you can, if you or do. Or the cartoon show. Or the cartoon show, uh, which, yeah. which in the 90s there was a cartoon show, X-Men, which it's actually awesome. did it really well. Man... I I was I was I wounded like by it. this. I, I know it hurt to watch. Yeah. Like I did. also, can, I'm trying not to go too hard and spoil this. But on the one hand, I don't care because no one should go see this. If you like X Men, don't go see this. You don't want to see this. Go to an arcade and play the game. Right. Oh, go yeah. read the comic. I, this feels like an outright character assassination. Oh, Every character in this universe. Yeah, a lot of people were underused, um, like, underused and what underutilized. What they did to freaking Nightcrawler? What was that? Night, Nightcrawler in the previous movie movies um, hasn't really gotten a lot to do. He's been kind of a, a background figure, and in, in the comics, Nightcrawler is a prominent character. In the movie, on the uh, other movies, Night on the um, the Brian, Brian Singer um, leather suit X Men yeah. movies. Uh, Nightcrawler has had a presence there, and in this, he's an afterthought until like well, the last. The reason why they couldn't minutes. get Alan Cummings to come back after what it was in the second movie. The second movie is because he watched the movie. No, he hated the director. He didn't want to come back. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, he was like, "No, that person's awful." And when I heard some of the stories on set, I totally got why. This was directed by Simon Kinberg. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't think the direction necessarily is the problem. I, th- I think it's heavily. The it can script. heavily. It can heavily affect it. You know, you can take a bad script and actually do something interesting with it. But this had. A I don't medi- know if it's it anything to work with. This had a bad script. It had shoddy direction, and it had actors who you can tell really don't care anymore. Well, here's I, the thing. I feel, I feel, I feel like, like the younger actors out. probably did. Jennifer Lawrence certainly <laughs> didn't care anymore. <laughs> um, I'm real like. Also, I'm kind of tired of every time she's in the movie, Mystique looks like a different person. <laughs> because they keep changing, her, um, what you call it, the way they apply her makeup. In every movie, they've changed the way they apply her makeup. Mm. And I get it. She didn't love the seven hours she had to sit there. But you know what? Rebecca Roman sucked it up, okay? That's true. Stamos, she did it. You do this, it. This no, was... She not Stamos. No, she de-Stamos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this was actually... I, I liked her appearance as like as like blue mystique the most in this one, which is oddly enough the one where she looks the least like mystique. you know full on blue mystique. Essentially, they put they put some like dots on her head and like you know gave her. It <laughs> looks like they hit with water balloons clothes, full of like so that that that, that, that that blue toilet stuff. Yeah. So they, <laughs> like I can only imagine yeah. if they pulled her collar down and it had been just regular skin. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. She she was done and you could tell. I love X-Men, but the one character I have never liked in X-Men is the main character, which is Cyclops. I hate Cyclops. In the comics, I hate Cyclops <laughs> because he is just the world's biggest douchebag. But, um, like, he really is a douchebag in He's the He's oh, yeah. gets everything except, oh no, I don't have eyesight. But I get <laughs> good. But I but I get the girl who's gonna trump Xavier as like the most powerful also, outside of Psylocke, also but whatever. I'll take this girl over any girl, no matter what's going on, until I decide to have a psychic affair with my therapist. Like he's yeah. super bland in this. Like he might as well not be there. Well, that's um, honestly, I had hoped um, the dude that playing him is uh, Ty Sheridan. 
Uh, who, Dude from Ready Player One. Yep. Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> <laughs> you like Ready Player One? No! No, that movie's terrible. Oh, I like that movie. That was fun. Was I hated the books. Storm looks so damn young, and I always under, was under, under the understanding Black that she was... Yep. <laughs> well, no, but, but she was older than all the other X-Men she is. At, at that time. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. older. She is Yeah. But how Her about... Her and Wolvie are supposed to be. Well, Wolverine's older than everybody. That's well, yeah, yeah. He, like, well, original OG. How about, once again, my favorite character is a non-existent character in this world. Who's your favorite character? Storm. Storm. Like, I'm a... Look, look. I was the little black girl <laughs> who got into Marvel at a young age, and there was only one really prolific black female character at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm mad this. that I can't get my top pick for Storm now either. Who, who would it she's... be? Lapia Nyong'o. Oh, yes. Oh my God. She, <laughs> she has a Kenyan accent, so I you think know was, she can't mess that up. I think there was a picture a of her house actress from no, the I'm Met not, Gala, I'm not, I'm not at all. I and she was in this pale blue white dress, and she had a mohawk, and someone made it ice white. And and she still would have been able to end up with Black Panther. Yeah, I want that when they reboot the Marvel, like in, in Marvel. I want. Well, unfortunately, she can't be Storm. I know I can't. No, because yeah, I want Storm Black Panther. I know almost he can't every get. woman I would have picked for her is in Black. I know Panther. that's they, they yep. really backing up all the black actors for that. I <laughs> mean, I'm just saying yeah. for any movie to get in, that'd be the one to get in. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, what, what? Believe it or not, um, as much as I thought the character was a waste, this was actually my favorite depiction of Storm. In they these gave her movies. something to no, do. No, that, that's what I'm saying. How, that, that, is a, that is a damn shame and a tragedy because yeah. the only reason I like her more in this one than every other depiction is because you actually got to see Storm use her powers. You actually got to see her in scene. She's fighting folks and not really saying much, which is yeah. a damn shame. But she, they did something with her. By the time you hit the end of the first act, okay, terrible things have happened and she's breaking apart, but like... I don't know. I never really feel like she actually hit rock bottom. I was about to say, so, was like, the break justified? Like, could you see, okay, this all. break causing this reaction not that we know all. what happened? No, like, yeah, and they don't play up the fact that, you know, there's an outside a, entity a force. taking her over. And, like, it doesn't... We see it, see, like, Magneto and, like, oh, the, oh, the forming of his brotherhood. there's Genosha in this. Mm. It's yeah. just a plot of land <laughs> in the middle of the U.S. I swear. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere. I will say the the special effects were really good when they when they actually gave them some attention. You know, anytime I saw like you know one of Cyclops's eye blasts, I wasn't looking for like the, the break in the CG. You know, it's like when they did the psychic powers, it was like psychic powers. Then you get Magneto and Jean Grey oh. playing tug of war with a helicopter, and two of them just. I didn't even understand what that was. Why did <laughs> gonna, any of that? I just want to know. It's like. But when you're using your psychic powers, is one hand stronger than the other? Is that why we switch? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna kill these guys," and he's like, "Don't kill them. Let's we we try. We just now got some. <laughs> you know, like, like this is also we a scene just got in them the off our backs." Yeah. So. And then um, Magneto's like, "Look, okay, she's serious. Y'all better, y- y- y'all y'all just y'all y'all better get the stepping." <laughs> and then they're like, "No, cock a gun." She like. I don't know, she kills one of them, they're like, yeah, we're going to get to stepping. And then she's like, no, nah, you had your chance, holds the helicopter, Magneto's like, no, let the helicopter go, you'll all be off. And, and then there's this whole scene, it goes on yeah, for far for too long, least, and they make it this big dramatic thing where, like... I why we have a universe where people are like, yeah, I'm going to bring a gun to a mutant fight. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> she has psychic abilities. Yeah. Like, she could just make you implode through your black side. I was like, how about the side? Dude, exactly to the left of her, also controls metal. What do you think is going to happen with that gun exactly? 
It, 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 what it comes down to is this is a thumbs down. So much. Because it failed on mm. almost every point. And they, I, I, I mentioned the train scene. I'm there sorry, is a scene with a train. It is badass. Look up X Men train scene. That's all you need to see of this yeah, movie. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to see is, any of this mm -mm, beyond mm -mm, that. Dude, like, I give. I give it a thumbs down. Huge yeah. thumbs and, down. And now thumbs down because I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh. All right. So it's been the geek down. I want to thank you all for joining us for another fun-filled, debate-filled episode. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Shayna. I want to thank Jeff Lapple. No, no, come on, come on. Oh, yeah. okay, now, now it's off. Yeah. All right, I want to, want to thank Panda, Bobanda, Banana Fanda, Full Lambda, Alpha. I'm going to thank Alpha Lambda Pi. You're welcome. I got, I got nothing. But I want to tell our listeners where they can actually catch uh, some of your projects going on. So, for the last 13 years, me and my sister have been doing a podcast, the Electric Sisterhood Podcast, or Eshcast. You can find that on any podcasting aggregate. Um, we have our own site. Um, we're actually wrapping up that show and moving into a new uh, show format, Black and Pat, which we're hoping to launch in August. But you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, any place that I can run my mouth, I'm most likely doing it. Our Twitter is at Eshnews. Uh, Facebook is Land of Esh, and I'm the community manager there, so if you talk at that site, you're most likely talking to me. <laughs> and yeah, but that's, that's where you can find us. All right, cool. And as always, you can catch us at geek-down.com check out our ways reviews interviews all that good stuff and if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and same as always dude find us on social media like subscribe all that good stuff slash the geek down on facebook at the geek down on twitter slash on instagram all that stuff and on soundcloud geek dash down man you can't get away from us <laughs> and we'll catch you all next week same bat time same bat channel but until then the accent to each other. Peace.